Blog Talk Radio. You are listening. Well, do it right. Unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. As soon as he gets on the line, we'll be Cameron Hawkins, co-host extraordinaire, the titan of Twitch, the handsomest man in podcasting. We'll, uh, we'll bring Cam on and talk to him and get his thoughts and comments on the week uh, in wrestling and probably some other things. Uh, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out. Wow. Uh, that's unusual. I didn't hear that in my ears. I heard it everywhere else. Um, let me just pause and do a quick uh sound quality test. Hey, Kylan, can you hear me good? Yes. Thank you. That's all I needed. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give out all the pertinent information, all the pertinent contact information, because this here is an interactive show. So please reach out to us in one or all of the following ways. You want to have your voice heard on this show? There are two ways to go about it. First way, Get in line. Give us a call. Hit us up on the Constellation lines, and Cam and I will talk to you live on air tonight. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, the call-in line number is 347-202-0103. If you want to have your voice heard but you can't call live, you can uh, actually drop us a voicemail. Voicemails give you three unadulterated minutes to uh, ask your questions, uh, pose your comments, uh, uh, keep your conspiracy theories upon us in the audience, break your news, all, all things are acceptable. Uh, tell us about your life and, and get some things off your chest. Now, nah, you know what? I'm not open up the therapy session with, with Cam and Trev. What the fuck? Uh, voicemail. Drop a voicemail. 415-787-5229. Once again, reach us via voicemail at 415-787-5229. If for whatever reason you don't like your voice, <clears throat> maybe you don't have a voice, uh, we are a very uh, accepting family here at the Constellation, uh, drop us an email. Shoot us an email. Let us know in the subject of your email which segment, live or VIP, that you would like your email read. Hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, at CEE Hawk. And speaking of CEE Hawk, Follow along, listen along, watch along on Cam's Twitch. Uh, join in on the chat. Uh, do all the things uh, that you do on 
on Twitches and uh, and chats and things. But join in, twitch.tv slash Seahawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. <clears throat> Give us a like. Share us uh, on your timeline. Uh, uh, tag your wrestling pals in it. Spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. So please, give us a like, do all those things, please, and thank you. Okay, without further ado, let's bring on Cameron Hawkins. Cam! Welcome back to the show. Hey, a little bit of this. A little bit of that. It's nice to be here. It is uh, three weeks in a row. This is, uh, it's just the, the good old days where it's just, you know, just getting back in the groove of, of watching wrestling or at least paying attention to it and and picking and choosing the things that I want to see. Uh, it was, a, I think, a mediocre week in TV, specifically WWE TV. I give, everything was, was okay. Uh, SmackDown, I thought, was a really odd show uh, 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 sonically. Like, was the, the crowd seemed to be into it, and then they weren't into it. And I don't want to uh, do the whole they piped in. I, I didn't catch that vibe, because that has a distinct sound and feel. I just thought the crowd was, at the, at the SmackDown taping, at the, uh, I, yeah, the live show, was just uh, kind of hanging out until they saw something they liked, and they, then they got into it. But other than that, again, it was just a... Mediocre week, I thought, in, in, in their TV. I didn't, uh, or we talked about Dynamite last week. You know, that was a fairly, fairly decent show. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the last week in, in televised wrestling? Yeah, I agree with you on WWE. Nothing really stood out as, like, specially unique. It just was kind of there. Um, of course, AEW. Oh, Logan like, Paul's a baby face, like a bona fide WWE yeah. baby face. And it's like, that fit, that that tracks. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. they see him as a yeah. baby face and, and go, yeah, yeah. He, he's a hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, like, AEW has a big uh, tag team triple threat match. You have, you know, Brandy Tag Team Champions, uh, Swerve in Our Glory. Um, so you have, like, a face team kind of on top of the division. People, um, two acts people feel like was very, very, very misused or just underutilized in WWE, like for now, you know, being a tag team champion in AEW is very different than being a tag team champion in WWE. Um, it's absolutely heralded and celebrated and appreciated, um, just in a different way. And so, yeah, you kind of got that feel-good story going off of the show. You get the really good uh, Moxley Takashita match. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some good stuff up there. Um, on the WWE side, like, when you say odd, that's kind of where I want to, like, start. Um, sure. So, did you catch the beginning of Monday Night Raw? No, because I didn't watch it live. So, unless it was on like the Hulu ver- or the yeah the Hulu version, um, which I might have just sped through for real for real to get to what I wanted to see. So they opened the show with Titus O'Neil. Did not see it. Heard y'all talking about it in the group chat, but I didn't understand. What yeah, talks about being the global ambassador of WWE and how it's like the high point of his career. So he says. I might get a chance to represent WWE all over the world and something we need more now than ever is goodwill. So it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Is this, they so, about to, is this stand-up for WWE Part 2? 
the redo. Yes, it is Travis. Um, oh no! Everything we do in and outside of the ring is with smiles on their faces. Mm. Um, he talks about WWE's efforts and causes to aid those less fortunate, the servicemen all over the world, servicemen and women all over the world, and the various communities in need of assistance. Oh no! He says that. Uh, WWE is a safe haven due to the company being. Oh my God! I'm sorry, I talked over it's you. It's, it's a safe haven because what? Well, because it's all inclusive to banks. And <clears> the week they went, so, the week that the rumor that they're going TV 14. Not that yeah, yeah. I mean, who cares? I don't give a fuck. But you know, that's the thing. Stop interrupting me. So he sorry. That we get a chance to do go all around and spread goodness and goodwill. And then he says, that's why you'll never hear us talking about politics, religion, or any other subject matter that is divisive. Because, regardless of your race, economic status, and nationality, this is a place that we deserve to have as a safe haven. This is a place that WWE wants to simply make sure we all have a good time. Travis, if you could have seen the way people reacted to him saying, we'll never bring up politics, religion, or any other, any other subject matter that is divisive. <laughs> I've never seen the crowd more, like, less aware of what to do in the moment. They had no idea if they should clap or stand up or sit down or boo. They did not know what to do. It's the most <sighs> awkward shot I've ever seen in a crowd. How was Titus positioned? Was he on the top on the rampway or in the ring? Oh, no, this was in the ring, in the middle of the ring. Cutting wow. Last promo before WrestleMania. Or SummerSlam. Well, I, no, I'm not, what I mean is, like, this was the biggest – they put him in position for it to be the biggest thing on the show is what I mean. Like, he opened the show? The centerpiece Titus O'Neil opened yeah. Monday Night Raw. Yes. The flagship. <laughs> not, because he's do, not because there's a big thing for him to promote because he's Titus O'Neil, global ambassador, everything he, he said. No, because of obvious reasons. Wow. And it, like, it sucks because, like, you know, he's such a good guy. And, like, I've talked to him, and he, like, everything he went out there and said, he believes. You know what I mean? Like, that's genuinely his approach. Hmm. But it's coming from a disingenuous place, because we know who it's coming from, and we know why it's there. Right. It's naked. It's not even clever or vague in any way. It is yeah. It is just PR, propaganda, mean? fucking circle jerk bullshit. Yeah. And there's really oh no way around. Like, that's literally wow. And and the fact that it, that it's Wednesday and I'm I only heard you guys say re- reacting like Shahid or somebody was like, what the hell is Titus talking about or whatever he said, and I didn't see. I'm not looking for it, and I probably because I didn't know the context, didn't know if somebody was talking about it and by and not mentioning Titus's name. But the fact that it's not a bigger deal, I think it's a shame. Like this should be, like the fact like. I was just, we were going to talk about a fucking, you know, theory or goddamn Madcap Moss's kind of, you know, just some wrestling shit. And no, we're starting to show off because you felt, rightfully so, that this is uh, an important enough uh, topic. But I don't think that's the case with 
the the masses or even a vocal minority because I haven't even heard shit about it. Wow, that is yeah. that is I don't want to say that's shameful because come on, but it's something that I can't describe. <laughs> I know the feeling, but I can't verbalize. I can't articulate. That's so weird and odd. Exactly. It's odd. It's, man, that's so naked and shameless. <laughs> I guess maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's ugly. It's, it's shameless. Really it sucks that Titus O'Neil has to, not that he's going to catch any flack or anybody's going to feel a type of way about him. He's just out there doing his job, being a fucking ambassador, saying his, saying his lines. And I don't think it's egregious enough to, for him to. No, I, I can't say that, that that man should maybe him. Really, y'all want me to go out there and say this? Because who knows? Maybe, maybe it was some even more like over the top masturbatory, you know, just yeah, like, gobbling hey. themselves up. And he was like, look, <laughs> like, let me just, let me tone it down a bit. And that was the toned down version. So you, we know, you know, we, we just don't know. So I can't even put any kind of uh, thing on on Titus. But man, is Vince is Vince really afraid? Is this a desperation kind of thing? I think that uh, I mean it's absolutely a call to arms again. Like like look at us guys. Like we, we really are here for you. Like it really is that, and it's just uh, so unnecessary. I think and the like, audience. It's so much more mature, and I know that's such a weird thing to say about a wrestling audience, but I think just culture and society just at see, large, see through the bullshit. maybe not mature, just used to and sees the, sees the play coming yeah. kind of thing. No, has nothing to do with maturity. It's just repetition and I know who you are. But sure. you, you could, it was a joke in 2010 or 20, yeah, when they did the stand-up for WWE stuff. It was just absolute... PR propaganda nonsense. This is this is worse because it's three weeks after you know it's two weeks after the second bombshell story, not three years after you know uh, Benoit, uh, whatever uh, Umaga dying, whatever just the kind of taint of of maybe wrestling had in the in the late uh, tens, late aughts. Um, so that's kind of, that's, I, I actually understand that because they're just like, Hey, <laughs> we need people to see us in a different light. They went about it in the absolute ham fisted joke of a way, but this is just mm-hmm. clearly like, okay, we have to do something now, like not in six months or six weeks. We got to have something out, have something ready for me in two weeks to go on to open roll with. And this is what they came up with. Yeah. Titus O'Neil with a heartfelt plea to to remember what we do. All those servicemen and kids with cancer and last wish or make a wish and all that kind of stuff. We we in the community, as Tony Baker would say. And it's like, no, y'all not. Y'all co- a co- giant fucking corporation doing PR. And I think people just understand that in just such an innate second hand second nature kind of way like mm, okay like y'all do that because like y'all don't do that because y'all are good people or or have good ethics so okay that's uh 
that's a story I wish had more traction and and uh maybe it does and I'm just not paying attention. Um yeah, it was really, really, really strange. Um yeah. And what did they go to immediately after that? Do you remember? I'm gonna cut that in a second. Um but what did they go to? Mm-hmm. Like, did they throw to a uh, after that, profit it was segment like a or something? Show. It was like a match after yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was I, can very strange. I don't think they'll do something like that again on Friday, but you kind of never know. Do that they have weird. another person that's halfway like Titus? I, it's kind of his job, right? Like, right, right. That's, he's the global ambassador. I mean, I could see Steph coming out, but I actually think if I feel, I think Steph is conscious of the fact that with her role, she should probably totally separate that from anything on TV. Yeah. Like, I think you, you will very rarely see her in front of the camera at the live show. I just don't think that's going to happen all the And Triple H ain't going. He's like, man, y'all better suck my dick. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't going out there yeah. saying this shit. Yeah, on okay. Um. So what? Like, theory is feuding with everybody, Travis. They are just all is, in on him. Is this? They still haven't had to really come out and explain what his issue is with him. But you know, uh, Bobby doesn't like him. AJ doesn't like him. Like, just everybody's kind of anti-theory at this point. And we're not even close to the rumble where you can do the spot where everybody gangs up on him. You know, when he, oh, shit, yeah. Theory's in this prime position at, you know, 22 or something. Yeah. And, 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 uh, like, oh, shit, but look who's in the ring. All the people he's been fucking with the last six, eight weeks. And, uh, yeah, they all get their spots off and throw his ass out. <laughs> so, it's, I think it's just them wanting him to be involved in OT. I think they think he's better than he is. Um, yeah. He's certainly like, or, he's and, fine. And him being better than he is, but they're like uh-huh. he's this good already, so we can get him to where we want him to be. Yeah, that's not how it works. Or typically, like I just don't. Yeah, who am I? I don't. You know, there's my territory. But I just uh, I, I find him like fine, but like he's fine. Don't work don't for me shit on the guy. Like, he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. And fine doesn't. Fine should not be three segments on every show. Fine is yeah. you get your stuff, and, you know, hopefully next week you do better than you did the week before, and you build on, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. Not, <laughs> this is me, because uh, we're coming up on uh, 14 years, I think, next week will be, the 27th, uh, with the torch, or I am, personally. And I was oh. saying uh, – um, uh, fuck. I done lost my thought, Cameron. Because well, you have been doing this for this long and have gotten better at it, I'm sure. Oh, they gave us, Wade gave me and Dre three shows off the bat. He's like, yeah, I need you to do the uh, ECW show Tuesday, the M- Impact show on Wednesday, and SmackDown Friday. And the thing on the message board was like, who the fuck are these guys to get three shows? <laughs> like, okay, you want to, oh, here's the ECW recap or whatever. Fine. 
but they come on the scene, these fucking nobodies who clearly have never yeah, done this before, and they got three <laughs> damn shows. <laughs> so at least theory's like seen as like, oh, he's you know maybe not blue chipper, but like whatever's like right under that. Yeah, nobody was sure. calling East Coast Audio blue chip nothing. <laughs> Certainly not publicly. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit, you know. You know, I mean, they they like the guy, and clearly he he's he gets along with folks. And by folks, I mean I mean Vince McMahon. He put himself on TV with him a bunch, you know, for weeks and uh, on end. Uh, so he sees something in him. He likes him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good for good for him. But still, fine shouldn't get you three three damn segments on the show. But they, it's not like they're exploding with talent, so that's probably the rationale. Like, who else are we gonna put in that spot? Yeah, they're definitely putting a lot of eggs in the basket with him. Um, do you think? So we was gonna be back last month. Do you think whoever the champion is that he successfully cashes in? Like, do they go with him as? Youngest world champ ever? Because I think he's going to be younger than Brock and Randy if it's in the next calendar year. Boy, oh boy. Would that be a mistake? Absolutely a decision, right? Like, hmm. <laughs> So I'm going to say no, they don't. Like, just because I think they understand. Like, I don't think they're that expensive. That goddamn delusional with that kid. But so no. U.S. Cha- you know, U.S. title money in the bank. He could hold that thing forever. He could be a, a a realistic, or not even a realistic, but like a good, like a, a cash in that fails, but like is still like you know like exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But as long as Roman Reigns is the champion, yeah, I don't. That's gonna yeah. have to. That's gonna have to fall to somebody else for that to have success successfully. I just don't see them, them building him up for what's probably going to end up being two years in order to put him out there like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless it, it's I could, the most shenanigans of shenanigans ever. Depending where theory is next spring, I could see – jeez, we're getting a little bit of echo. I could see him using the cash-in and loss – to Roman as a uh, on TV or pay per view, pay per view probably mm-hmm. as a catalyst to turn the guy babyface. If he, if the next year he builds good stuff and cause, you know he's not a forever heel, he's not good enough to be a he's not MJF or a guy that you think could do that for ten years straight and and be fresh the entire time. So you'd have you could you know turn him babyface and it'd be perfectly fine. Uh, depending where he is next next year after WrestleMania, or maybe see what he does at WrestleMania. If you put him in a in a big time, you know, in a spotlight kind of match, and he's still holding on to that briefcase, and you want to turn yeah, him baby, and he puts in like it would be youngest by like nearly ten months. Um, does, does one of those gutsy. Gutsy babyface performances in a loss against Roman Reigns uh, at at uh, not at Money in the Bank, but the one like before Money in the Bank, right before years is at you know him with that briefcase. Um, 
And that certainly could be uh, be the move the move to make. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see which direction they go. Yeah. Um, did you watch uh, any NXT last night? A little tiny bit. I saw the Devlin um, Breaker Devlin back and Brown. forth. Oh, you saw Wait. him and, and Breaker? Okay. Yeah, just on the Titan Tron, and it wasn't, yeah, they weren't even. Okay. They uh, were actually really good. Uh, that, that and then the matches, the matches I saw were people I didn't know who they were. Like some some guy who actually looked like Jordan Devlin. <laughs> I was like, who? I was like, is that Devlin? But it wasn't him. Yeah, big fucking head. Look. Right? Yeah, um, hair haircut <laughs> like Hook. Yeah, Hook hair. Well, I don't know his name. They had uh, so a kid is Axiom now, and he like is a superhero who uses math. That's so is that the guy with the black ma- black and gold mask? Yeah. I was like, who yeah. is this faceless person? But he looks Axiom. just like Razor Wing. And when I say but, just like Razor Wing, I mean just like Razor Wing. Razor Wing? To, let me see. I hate you, Yahoo. Why are you my default browser? Let me see. Axiom? Razor wing. Yeah. You, we got to see these two next to each other. It looks ridiculous. Um, do they have one from today? Yeah, there's a free matches. But when I tell you, like, I, I grant, wrestlers are going to look the same. They're going to dress the same. It's going to seem the same. But these guys look ridiculously like one another. Um, See if I find a good picture, and I'll put that on the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you got a piece of. Okay. Is this like a DC yeah. character? Is that why I don't know who he is? No, it's just an indie wrestler. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Nightwing, Night Razor, Razor Wing. That's a wrestler's name. I swore oh, that was some co- comic book superhero shit. That would have fit. That's yeah. perfect. I would think twice about it. They look it's like, like, oh, yeah, Razor, he's got, you know, super sharp feathers, he's got a sonic yeah, attack, got to bought it all into it. I'm just going to put, uh, I'll put the tweet in the chat. Okay. So that everybody can see just how, okay. Think about me. Oh, somebody already did it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, shit, he looks cool as fuck. Yeah. Call. <laughs> but it's literally like, yo. We like, have Razor Wing at yeah. home. Wait, yeah. so wait, is this a fake Razor Wing? I don't understand. Which one's real? Which the one on the not? left is Razor Wing. Okay, good. Because that's the one I said looks cool as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's definitely knockoff Razor Wing. Yeah, first guy's way better. Damn, that's a cool fucking mask. Uh, pretty similar. Uh, but yeah, I so so really, that's I the guy that. on. So the guy on the right is the one I saw on NXT last night. Yes. Oh man. That's I got butter b- butter knife feathers. Yeah, um, um, and I had a good match. I had a good match. Um, there was some stuff down there. Now, did you see the uh the battle royal? 
for no. uh, number one. Okay. So they had a battle royal for the number one contendership for uh, Mandy Rose's title. And Cora Jade wins it by leaving, literally going backstage and sneaking the returning uh, Zoe, uh, Zoe Stark. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. It told some decent stories in that match. Uh, of course, like Nikita Lyons was the favorite. She made it to the final four, I want to say. Oh, uh, yeah, it was solid. Um, I saw but, her thing afterwards. Yeah. But, of course, like, for whatever reason, well, basically, Core Jade is like, we won the tag titles, and that wasn't good enough for Roxanne Perez. She wanted to go and win the women's title, so clearly her focus wasn't on this, so I had to teach her a lesson. And then she throws her tag team championship in the trash. Yeah. Like, when has throwing a title in the trash ever done anything to elevate anybody in the scenario? So somebody got a Jim Duggan, or, or uh, was it, didn't Hexall go in the trash and dig out the old yes, he did. Uh, TV title or some shit? <laughs> so somebody has got to go scrounging around. I don't. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand last week when you were telling me about how she turned yeah, on her yeah. on her home. I was like, "What?" So when I saw the promo this week and her toss the thing, I was like, "This is stupid. It's not going to do anything for those titles. It's not going to do anything for the next folks that hold those titles. So why? It's not going to do anything for Cora Jade, who people didn't people actually like her? Like she had like a bit of a bit of a thing going. I heard. I would hear about her." Quite a bit. I don't yeah. see see it, but wait, you know, wait, wait. Folks, somebody in the what? chat. Wait now, see, because I was distracted. Did Zoe technically win the battle royal? Because it was the announcer as a winner. Then I thought Cora J came back. I have no idea. <laughs> She's a top five fictitious Stark. <laughs> no, Zoe Stark did win. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe Stark did win. Okay, yeah. So, like, you know, new contender for Mandy Rose. I don't see Zoe Stark beating her. Um, it should be a good match. Zoe Stark was solid before she got hurt. Um, that was silly shit. Like, who, I forget who stage who, uh, was it Tatum, Paxley, whichever one that's has a real name person. that's not a real name that's not with right. Briggs and Jenny. That's a real person. She saw Ivy Nile getting attacked, and she dove over the top rope to save Ivy Nile. Okay. All right. Absolutely a decision. Zoe absolutely punished Cora. Yeah. 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 What I saw of NXT wasn't very uh, inspiring. That's probably why I didn't get through the whole thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, you uh, have. One thing I like about what they do on the show when they do like the uh, the barbershop with Mellow and Trick, it's always Mellow introducing like his next three or four challengers, and so it's like okay, I like this. Like I like how you present this. Um, you know, I do need to go out of my way to see his shit. He is worth yeah. worth. Uh, uh, Devlin yeah. is saying that basically. Um, is Trick progressing? I'm sorry. You know, Braun's shoulder's been hurt, so he's like, "Yo, I tell you all the places I can fuck that shoulder up on some Batman ninja shit." Um, and so, yeah, I think that match is going to be really, really good. He said, um, if you tear my you know, arm off, I'm going to take it back from you and then beat you with it. Like, damn. Man, he, don't, he don't fall for the tricks, man. The cult didn't get him, you know what I'm saying? 
Jiggler being a vet didn't Ooh. get him. Who, who, who are those guys that got baptized in the smoke? Oh, you know who the fuck they are? Goddamn grizzled young vets. So I thought, I was like, is that my man with the beard? Oh, with the, with the, what? I was like, no, ain't no way they would be somebody's side fucking kicks. And you're fucking telling me that was, oh, this is, oh. G-Y-B, and now they got them boys out here looking crazy. Wow. Oh, I need, I absolutely need. Bardre Purnell's opinion. Y'all gonna get the lot. Hopefully, he text me back uh, uh, while the show is still going. Cause he's the one that just cause he was he was such a big fan and just week after week, month after month, just kept pumping these guys up. So I'm like, all right, let me pay attention and start watching some NXT UK. Or not watching NXT, watching their shit from NXT UK, and they were an absolute delight every yeah, they're time. Great. They're great. And I was so mad when they when they got fucked out of the dusty title, uh, dusty uh, uh, tournament the last time. And uh, for some bullshit, whoever won was some trash. It wasn't even worth it. But yeah, god damn. Unfortunate, absolutely. And who's the lead of that group? Who was that dude? Uh, Joe Gacy. That was Gacy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine, but yeah. yeah. So before um before we get to calls and emails, uh, have you looked at well? What are you doing Saturday, by the way? Hopefully getting some yams. <laughs> oh, wait. I said, said not oh. Friday, maybe Saturday or Sunday. So we ain't pinning shit down. You said, you said getting some yams? Yams, yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Swimming so, in some geeks. Uh, you know, ROH's Death Before Dishonor is Saturday. Okay. Really good card. Like, really strong card. So, FTR on there? Uh, FTR is on there. So, yeah. The matches are as follows. You got Mercedes Martinez, the women's champion, against uh, Serena D for the ROH women's title. Should be fun. Uh, two out of three falls match for the ROH tag team titles, FTR versus the Briscoes. Man, that, that, that should be just stellar. Um, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. Wheeler Yuta being the uh, pure champion against mm-hmm. Daniel Garcia. Uh, pure wrestling rules match for the RH pure title. Are they the uh, same as they were fifteen years ago? Like three breaks, like you get three times to like break a break a submission hole by crawling to the ropes. Uh, after that, you either tap or find a way out, kind of thing. I guess. That so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they uh, that's for the pure championship. You have Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal for the RH World Television Championship. And then Jonathan Gresham and Claudio Castanoli for the RH World Championship. Oh. That, they got a car. Yo, that is, car. yeah. That should be really fun. Yeah, man. I, I hope, look, I hope Radican or Fan are buying it so I can watch it. <laughs> so wait, I haven't even been to the new spot yet. Are you doing a thing Saturday? Is that what it is? Uh, is that maybe, what you're saying? You know, okay. Maybe I gotta see. Who's even if it's not a thing, you know, come by. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see. I'll see who's in town. We'll see. Um, 
But yeah, I might uh I might call Joseph and see, you know, that that's his deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll let you know. That may be that may be happening. Me and Joe hung out like 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 two weeks ago. I want them to stick to five matches. Like take the risk, just do five matches. Like, Like, just have like a solid two hour show. Maybe even like if we were already a match, do it because he's great. But like Uh outside of that, just give us a five, baby. Yeah, well, two out of three might you know that's that's that shit could go forty minutes. Easy. That'll take some time for sure. It better. I want to put it that way. I wouldn't want that to be some. Keep it to yourself, Cupid. Keep it to yourself. Fifteen minutes. So, um, but yeah, that was like a fun call. Right. Okay, couple couple things. Uh, two, two, one wrestling and one old pop culture shit. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Two oh. things about Jeff Jarrett. Why the who the what the fuck is Jeff Jarrett the special re- guest referee for? For what? In a tag man? Is he a tag he specialist? In the oh. next two weeks, he's doing two of the craziest things ever. Yes. Like, and clearly, the the one is to get the attention on the other. It has to be. Why else? Sure. It's just just Jeff that hey, you know, give some eyes on me so I can uh, you know sell out the fairground. Oh, that two two thousand seat place. Sure, Jeff. No fucking problem. Because who cares about Ric Flair's bullshit last match show? It's not, you know, or, or from their, their perspective. And that okay. And the other thing about Jeff, did you see the uh, parking lot beatdown? On on Ric Flair, yes, I did. Him and Jay Lethal. Very what very the fuck was that? It felt like 2007 TNA Impact. Absolutely, just over the top. You know, uh, not very good parking lot brawl. Uh, Ric Flair. What was Ric Flair? Was he just? Talking, Reggie just having a conversation through the beating. He's like, "Hey guys, you you opened me up hard way. Why would you bring a t- You say that as you're fucking blatantly fucking blading yourself in the forehead. It Ridiculous. was mind boggling that whole thing. And Jay Lethal, I loved you. It was so over the top. You would think that this was. The culmination of, you know, months of, you know, months and months of bad blood and like, oh, these guys must have been going through it on TV, right? Like, yeah, no, this is the first thing they've ever shot. (laughs) That escalated quickly. Remember all the years ago when you were kind of, like, we were kind of in on a thing together? I'm in. (laughs) My dad never liked you anyway. (laughs) Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Okay. Paul Man is doing every single thing he can to make this thing work, man. He is pulling out all the stops. Like who, who is? Comrade. Oh, Kyle, yeah. Like, yeah. They basically I mean, built Starcast like around this. Right? Like it's a lot. Look, if you're booking Ric Flair, you've gotta make sure you know, you you, you got to clear that. Uh, you, should, you know, I'm trying to still make some money off the weekend. Absolutely. All right, and the pop culture thing. I don't know if you're not, 
why I said 25 years later, and I'm still baffled these guys weren't big weren't big stars. Uh oh, did, did we lose Kane? That was me. You're fine. Oh, okay, you're still there. Uh, Christian, do you remember them? I yes, was like I, I, 17, I so earlier. I don't know if you were like, yeah. But in real or in 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 real time, did you remember them? Like when you were like 12, were they? Did you yeah, remember I have, that I have song? Older sisters. Oh yes. Okay, so yeah. Um, what what happened? How did that? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, this is based off of the one song, and I don't even. But how did that fumble? So, like, seemingly spectacularly, and I mean spectacularly by they were, like, there, and it was like, oh, shit, Jay-Z's behind them, Dame Dash behind them, it's about to be a big thing. And they never even dropped a second single, I don't think. I can't call it. We we need a behind the music. (laughs) People be like, oh, Christian? Yeah, right? Somebody, it's funny. But there's a set, there's a demographic, there is a, a specific age group, and demo that absolutely knows who, who they are. Somebody and the comment section on that YouTube video was filled with, how did they fuck this up? Right, go ahead. Somebody asked me earlier today um, about uh, why didn't Tatiana Ali blow as an act? Like, you know, you've got the Fresh Prince thing. Like, you're attracted. You know who you are. I was like, look, man, she came out at a time when the singers were singing and performing. Like, Oh, they mean as a as a performer, yeah. Yeah, as a music artist, and I'm like, she's she was a, okay, but like you yeah. couldn't be okay back then. You had to be spectacular. You had to have the production. You had to have the looks. You had to have the pipes. You know, and she was just fine. But like, it, it was just a different I, level. I, of I, I think it's then. a personality thing. Is that too? I just don't think she resonated with anyone besides. You know, she's good looking and we all know her as Hillary or mm-hmm. as Ashley Banks. Or yeah, as Ashley Banks. But <clears throat> like even if her singing I mean her singing was it was fine, it was adequate. It was enough to get her, you know, a couple singles, a video or whatever, but I really just think some people are just dynamic and some people aren't and they just grab you and you know, some folks don't. <laughs> and she didn't. But yeah, uh, Dre Dre responded. Uh, I said, "What the fuck they done did to G, uh, GYV?" He said, "Put him with that woke douche." I don't understand, bro. Woke so, douche. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's um. Let's see if we got anyone to talk to this week. Let's uh, hit the constellation lines. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three is the number to call. Uh, please. Press one on your keypad to let us know. To put your hand Welcome up and let, us, and let us know you want to uh, talk to us. So let's open things up with uh, Kylan out in Newark. Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Nothing much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Hey, you know, 106 degrees, man. We're just trying to stay cool. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's about that hot here in New Jersey. Yeah, it's ridiculous everywhere. It's uh, yeah. Maybe a maybe a couple of degrees less than that, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
We're in the we're in the scorching July August days of summer. I'm, October can't get here fast enough. So, Travis. Yeah. I I neglected I neglected to mention to you last week that half of your dream booking scenario may happen. Oh shit, Jim Cornette got uh, Vince's ear? Nice. Not, no, not not Cornette, but... Alright, there we go. But Heyman certainly does. Sure, okay. Yeah, I thought that was, would be a safe As a matter of fact, on, on the June 17th Keller Hotline, mm-hmm. when Vince first appeared on the the episode of SmackDown, yeah. Wade, Wade had reported that he was hearing from somebody that the person he talked to was seeing a some a likely scenario where Triple H and Paul Heyman would lead respective creative teams if Stephanie retained power. Hmm. Isn't that, isn't that something? If, if, if Stephanie's the end-all, be-all, she's like, okay, hey, Paul Heyman, my right, you know, not rival, because she was always the boss in their dynamic. But, you know, her, uh, you know, her pain-in-the-ass employee, however you want to put it, her relationship with, with Paul Heyman over the last, you know, two, two-and-a-half decades. Uh, and now, and now she would put him in a spot in a, in a, in a, at a time where he would be, you know, needed and has an opportunity to like, you know, really, really do some good shit. So, which Wade 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 also reported that Paul, Stephanie, and Triple H get along. Or have gotten along very well over the ten years that Paul Heyman has been back in WWE. Yeah, uh, you know Paul Heyman, twenty twenty, or you know twenty twelve to twenty two, you know forty five to fifty five year old Paul Heyman. I don't know if he's if he's fifty five yet, but. I say forty to fifty year old Paul. Fifty six. You see, okay, so I was, I was, I was, I was, I was right there. Um, so forty six to fifty six year old Paul Heyman is is certainly a, a, a different person from twenty six to thirty six Paul Heyman, or even thirty six to forty six year old Paul Heyman. Just personality wise, where he is in his career, uh, all those kinds of things. If you hear, just listen to interviews and shit with him uh, from you know through the last three decades. There's a there's an obvious hunger and ambition, and that slowly molds in, you know melds into you know I just want to you know 
take care of my family, hang out with my kids, and uh, be a good dad, and you know, still work in the wrestling business, and and do and do good creative stuff in in wrestling. But it's not like the end all be all. I want to be the boss in charge of everything because I, I couldn't do that. Even if I could, I couldn't do that and have the family life and th- those things that I really enjoy and shit now. So yeah, it's just you know, I guess getting older, growing up. So I could understand Vince, specifically Stephanie, uh, gr- growing and seeing the, if you want to call it growth or the change or whatever in Paul Heyman and just but you spend two decades in and around with and around someone, it's hard probably to. Uh, it's like anything else. Proximity is hard to be. Well, no, we live in Texas. It's not. I was gonna say it's hard to be like a bigot and shit when you, you know, your fucking neighbor is a Mexican. But eh, no, that shit might actually intensify things. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Uh, but you know the gist of what I'm kind of getting at. Just you know, fucking familiarity breeds uh, whatever or I'm something. Is that? Oh shit! Maybe that's not what I'm trying to say then. But she's clearly uh, a lot more comfortable and trusting with the guys you know, in 2022 than she was with them in you know 2005. So, I mean, basically the whole that awesome SmackDown run in 03, 02, and 03 ended in 04 because of petty we don't like Paul Heyman and how successful he's, you know, the, the buzz he's getting over the creative over SmackDown. And, you know, he was out. I'm sure he didn't help himself. He's probably being a loud mouth and all those things, but yeah, but that's wrestling. For you, so. Yeah. He didn't help. He didn't help himself because of course he not. knew it. He knew his stuff was good, and he wasn't afraid to tell anybody, my, my stuff is beaten raw. Yep. Yep. So, my question for this week concerns WWE's return to TV 14 rated mm-hmm. programming. With SummerSlam now confirmed by Peacock and its president, Kelly Campbell, as WWE's first official TV 14 rated show next Saturday night, and Raw likely returning to TV 14 next Monday, August 1st, after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. How do you think this change will affect WWE programming? And what are your hopes for the new 2022 TV 14 WWE. Uh, I don't think it's going to make any difference beyond we'll get to hear some more aggressive language 
uh, on TV. Vince is not big into blood, so I don't think we're going to see a bunch of juice. Uh, certainly not on TV. We might get it on pay-per-view, um, maybe even maybe even next week uh, at SummerSlam. Um, I, it's not a big deal, even though, you know, um, certainly I probably added to it. But, you know, we did as a fan base spend, you know, an inordinate amount of years, certainly at the beginning of the PG era, kind of lauding, like, oh, what the fuck, this PG kids bullshit, John Cena and his fucking Pretty Pebbles colored shirts and all that. But, you know, I don't think there's going to, it's not going to be 1998 Monday Night Raw or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go, they're, they're, they're definitely not going to do overtly, over, overly and overtly sexual shit with the women. Not even because I don't, it's not even a thing of, oh, they're not going to, they wouldn't propose that kind of stuff. I just don't think the women, they'd be like, no, nah, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And if, and they would know they would, they couldn't be held up for that or fired or punished or deep, deep pushed because that's a fucking hornet's nest waiting to explode if, if, if it was even if the optics were that that was halfway true. I mean, fuck. Like, oh, uh, Bianca Belair didn't want to fucking, you know, get her pants pulled off on Raw in a, in a, in a match. And she, she vetoed it. And, you know, two weeks later, she dropped her title on TV. And, you know, that kind of thing. Like, th- that would blow up in their face real quick. Like, just... Twitter would fucking rip them a fucking new one, and it would just become a thing. So what's left, like to be to be mature, to be TV fourteen about? Yeah. You can say shit every now and then. I don't think they're going to go. I don't. Certainly not immediately. If you if you ease into that kind of thing, I don't think SummerSlam. Like I said, we might get a little blood at SummerSlam, but that raw. We're not going to get segments with people saying, cut the shit. Or whatever the line is that's always gets said on Dynamite. I just, you know, Vince has a, Vince McMahon has, um, you know, not preferences, but he, he just has a, he has a way of seeing things. And his default way of seeing things is TVPG. It is fucking 1985 rock and wrestling. Like, he didn't, you know, that's how he saw wrestling. Is kids in the fucking audience because that's extra, you know, all the, all the things that, you know, good marketing people think about. You know, it's not a, not a bad thing. So I think his default is we're Disney. We're fucking this. We're that. Well, Disney and this and that aren't fucking bleeding all over the place or having bitches run out with their titties bouncing all over the place, that kind of thing. So I think it's just a, a way for them to have some flexibility and to not get in trouble if and when things, they do want to push the envelope a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I and, it, and it might be USA, uh, might be the network going, hey, this is our 8 to fucking 11 East Coast time slot. 
we 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 wanted to be TV fourteen for whatever reason because they think it would help or what. But I don't think it I don't think it hurts or helps in in any way besides getting people to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's head out to the, not West Coast, but let's head out to the desert. Uh, this is this is what getting back to a regularly scheduled programming is about. We get mm. we get some of our we get some of our regulars bike. Brian from Arizona. I, I think this is Brian. If I'm remembering, we can talk to him in a minute. Brian, is that you? What up? Hey, Trav. Hey, Cam. Hopefully, you both have a really good day. Thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Amen. Yeah. Uh, again, it's always great to talk to both of you. I'm glad you're back on live. Trav, I will send an email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. Nice. Um, I'm not sure if Craig came on. I just dialed on a few minutes ago when Kylan was on. Hey, Kylan. When Kylan was on, Trav, uh, I'm not sure if Craig dialed in, but if he did or did not, uh, wishing Craig uh, much, much love. Much love for Craig. Absolutely. I think he's actually on hold now. Okay. Uh, so, Craig, we're thinking about you. Really quick, uh, Tram, I 100% agree with you about this TV14 thing because when, when it, the news first broke, there were people on Facebook, like, virtually celebrating it. They're going back to TV14. Just like you just like you said, Tram and Cam as well, is that I don't see any wholesale changes. You know, I don't expect to see a, a Bianca Belair Montez for a sex show on Raw anytime soon. You know, but we can all have our prayers and wishes, though, right? As much as um, I would, you know, enjoy that segment, it's not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. There's well, no need I'm for thinking what's gonna anything ha- like that. I would agree. But I'm thinking once the, uh, the Raw draft happens and the key to the is going to go up to Raw, she's going to suddenly lose her top. That's my prediction right now. Put me down for that. Wait, wait. Why wouldn't she lose her bottoms? I mean, that's. That's uh, every time things like that happen. I think of Rico during that. Do y'all remember the, the 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 runway show they had? It was basically an hour on USA. Maybe it was in place of Sunday Night Heat, but it was all the women at the time, and they just it was basically their bikini magazines come to life. It's a show about it, and they did the runway thing. And I don't think it was not Jackie Gata who had. I forget who, what the woman that was associated with Rico post Billy and Chuck when he's just, you yeah, know, the, was it, it wasn't Jackie Gata. It was, uh, whoever, but she, the woman, she wore like this really, it's a thong and she had her gigantic tits, not covered, but like she didn't have a bunch of cleavage out and maybe it had like a, a, a torso piece, like a, 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 girdle type deal to it and Rico was like what the fuck is wrong with you you paid all this money and put all this effort into these and you cover them up to show this pancake ass of yours like <laughs> who designed oh, your outfit hey. girl and uh, yeah no if Nikita Lyons came up to the roster uh, main show and lost the top I would be livid not because I got to see some free titties but uh, you know obviously you know she's got that ass that I don't really you know she's yeah she's a whole conversation <laughs> in and of herself but yeah she she yeah is there talk about her coming up to the main roster I think Rich and I had this conversation last week 
I don't know, Cam. I'm not sure if you know anything about that, but I've not heard that. That's just my joke for today. Yeah, that would be an absolute disaster. I did. Speaking of Jackie Gator, she's better than Jackie Gator was, but, man, they'd be asking for trouble. If you, you think you're going to put her on live raw against, you know, yeah. Not yet. Not this early. So, Travis Cam, what I have for you today, I'm going to uh, hang on and listen. Hopefully we both have a real good night. It's good talking to both of you, as always. Is that, um, no, thank you again. I always appreciate it, Trav. Yeah. Angelo J.H. Dawkins. So, <laughs> several years ago, Trav, you uh-huh. and I, Cam, and Rich talked about this, about you know what would happen if the Street Profits and Heavy Machinery broke up, and who would be better posed, whether it was going to be Tucker Knight or was it going to be Angelo Dawkins. I'm not sure what Tucker Knight's doing now. So to speak about him. It but ain't wrestling on TV. Last... So. You sure? Did you check Dark or Elevation, one of those other shows? I don't know what the names of them are. Did you check them those Is yet? that on Is TV? On <laughs> you can watch it on the TV. Touche. <laughs> Touche. You can watch it on the TV. <laughs> um, but over the last couple of weeks, though, actually, uh, Angelo, from what I understand, gave some interview saying that, you know, he's not a whole other conversation. He's not a Genetti or he's not the Genetti. And uh-huh. so if you notice over the last couple of weeks, uh, Trav and Cam, he's had a, some several, several singles matches with both Usos. He fought almost, almost, almost uh, the other day, or I'm sorry, Monday until they made a tag team match. So yeah. um, what is your evaluation of Angelo Dawkins? And the last thing I'll say really quick is that mm-hmm. uh, I'm a, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the Torch podcast. NXT eight years back is on every Saturday. It's a VIP show. And yeah. so Tom Stout and Kelly um, Wells, they look at uh, NXT from eight years ago. And right now we're at this part where Angelo Dawkins, he's on TV maybe every two to three weeks, and he's um, is you know, he in the back the stars. But is it, oh, he's, so anyway, that was let me talk about this part really quick. So it is trap, but when they first reintroduced him, it would have been earlier this year, so early in 2014, they showed his entire ring interest. So he did come out with the backpack, with the hat, with the glasses, with no lenses, doing like yeah. a little snake wave as he walked in. He did the whole street pockets going into the, uh, going inside the ring, going in, going out. He did that part back mm-hmm. in 2014. Yeah. But now when they show him, he's already in the ring. So we did get one interest with him doing his entire interest with everything on, and now when we see him, he's already in the ring with all this stuff taken off. So wow. right now, 2014 or, uh, you know, July the 20th, 2014, he's more of a jobber to the stars right now. But he is getting TV time. So if you think about it, like you said, Trap, he's been around for, what, nine years? And like mm-hmm. you know and Cam knows as well is that he was linked, well, linked up. He was working with Sasha where he would be Sasha's hype person before either one of them made TV or before, actually before NXT became NXT the way NXT is now. So FCW. So anyway, going back to my question, is that what are Cam and Trav, what are your uh, evaluation of Angelo so far, where we are right now within his last couple of weeks or last month or two months? Uh, I'll hang on and listen. Hopefully everybody has a great night. Remember to go VIP, Torch VIP. Thanks a lot as always, Trav and Cam. Great talking to both of you. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Sure. Um, uh, I'm just He's had a fantastic year. Um, yeah. Gotten better, doing moves like – but doing, like, power moves that, like, looked like a power guy was doing them, looked more athletic. Um, you know, I talked to him, you know, a couple months ago. just told him, like, how we all noticed how much better he's gotten and, and everybody wants him to do well. And he's, like, you know, not responding to what I said, but I think the sentiment 
is shared by a lot of people. And he's capitalized off that. Like, Tez is clearly the more athletic, the more charismatic one, but that doesn't mean Dawkins is not charismatic and athletic. I think they're really good together. I think he has gotten a lot better. I think he's found his groove as a character. Um, He's going to be a solid member of the roster as long as he's there. Um, I don't think he'll be a world champion, but very much in the mix to be a U.S. intercontinental champion, very much. I think the team works as well as it does is because if Montez is at 10, uh, Dawkins is at 7. And mm-hmm. you can't, you know, that just they're just just bursting with fucking energy and personality and just ah, like it just be a lot to take in. But they've got a, you know, got the guy with all the the gyrations and the facial tics and the the flexing mm-hmm. and all that. And then you know Dawson's with a cool ass grin on his face, just the you know <laughs> chill as fuck. And he's played his part for. I've said this the whole time. He just needs to get better and have people look up one day and go, oh, shit, I fucked with Angelo Dawkins. Like, and when did that happen? And I liken him to, to, to Bret Hart, where you just look up one day like, of course he's world champion material. Like, it's not even a question. I've seen uh-huh. this guy. Know, I'm just familiar with him, and they've eased him in in a way where it makes sense. They told good stories with him. That obviously is to, to be seen uh, with, with Dawkins. But, yeah, when we asked the, answered the question specifically, I think two weeks ago, uh, uh, people something about write, writing him off. I was like, that it would absolutely be a terrible thing to do uh, uh, to write off a guy because he's not, you know, blue chip, A++ talent uh, uh, on, on paper. Like, fam, you got to do some scouting. You got, you got to, like, scouts just don't be like, oh, look at that flashy kid that gets all the headlines and the and the and the highlights and those kind of, and the accolades, allocades, or the lex. Like, no, a real scout is at that at that uh, that that inner city school that don't get no press, and you know, at they practice, and you know. That's how you get your diamonds in the rough and paying attention to people that other folks write off or or go, oh yeah, no, they're they're average, but they're not flashy or exciting or or sexy. And yeah, Dawkins is that trajectory where pe- people are gonna look up and be like, damn, I, I, that's my guy. When did that happen? <laughs> and as long as they don't do stupid shit with him, storyline wise and character wise. He is, you know, don't make him the bitter lesser of the team. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm, you know, when they, so, you know, when they do break him up, he's the bitter one who's mad that his partner's going to go off to become a star and he's going to be, and one, that's just a terrible story to tell on TV that you're trying, when you're trying to get everybody over as a star, uh, just let it be. Like, you don't have to go pointing out this guy's not as good as this guy out of, outside of the context of, who punches the other guy in the face better, uh, you know, otherwise just let it fucking, you know, be unspoken. Certainly not the crux of a damn feud or program. Yeah. Angelo Dawkins gets the two thumbs up in my book. And um, sure. he's somebody that I would, um, that I would uh, not protect, but whatever is 
right under there. You know, you always keep him. Uh, he's a guy I definitely would keep happy and would want around. I wonder how well he's liked personally, like in the like locker room. I wonder, yeah, like I wonder yeah. what the average WWE wrestler would. Hey, what do you think of Angelo Dawkins? Especially any that have an NXT history and might and might have more than just main roster passings by with them. Like mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss. What do you think about it? Like she's had to have spent significant times with and around Angela Dawkins. What do you think of Angela Dawkins? Oh, he's a you know stand up gentleman. You know whatever she would possibly say about him. So I'm, I'd be interested in that. Uh, but okay. Thanks, Kylie. Appreciate the the good content and the good questions. Let's uh, let's. Uh, I think this was Craig online. Let's see, uh, Toledo. What up? Hey, can you guys hear me? Okay. It is Gregory. What up, Craig? Hi, Craig. Hi. Did you hear Brian? Uh, He's thinking about you. Yeah, you, you you called him Kylan just like a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I was thanking Kylan for his good questions and content. Oh, oh, oh you're right. You're right. You're right. Kylan was two fucking calls ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they're so uh, similar. I, I appreciate the love. Um, the uh, I, I'm still mad at you from last week. Who, Cam? Who did Cam do? Oh. No, no. Your VIP show, hour and four minutes in, (laughs) before you talked about anything interesting. (laughs) Wait a second. I was so... I I listened, and I'm like... I said, Craig is going to have to hit the the skip 30 seconds button 917 times to get to anything he wants to hear. (laughs) I thought it was coming to an end. I was like... There is no way they're going to keep going with this. And you did. You did. But Yeah, we spoiled the shit out I, of it, Thor 4, and we talked about the last three episodes of Miss Marvel. So, yeah. If you do it this week, if you do it tonight, that's fine. I'll be in the hospital for the next probably, I don't know, however long. Well, shit. Well, so, yeah, I would imagine you'd be upset because you would want more content to hold you over and, you know, fucking well, yeah, keep you busy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can do it tonight. I won't be as mad. The last oh, you'll week, just listen to the bullshit you don't want to hear? Because <laughs> yeah. you don't got no choice. You're laid up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, today's the day. If you want to abuse me and treat me uh, terribly, this would be the best best time to do it. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll have uh, no shows, so no uh, MCU stuff that's going to take up, you know, an hour and four minutes. Usually you guys wait until the middle and then go on. I said, oh, when we get to the, uh, you know, Miss Marvel and Thor stuff, and Rich was like, well, why can't we talk about it now? And I was like, why can't we? (laughs) Oh, so I should be pissed at Rich. Absolutely. You should never be pissed at me. I'm on your side. I don't want to do that. Rich, on the other hand. Rich, on the other hand, that scoundrel. Uh, I was I was wondering what you guys thought about um, the upside of the acclaimed face a face tag team. 
Man. Uh, you probably <laughs> have some thoughts on it, Cam. I don't I don't think Travis watches that much Diana no, Lady. I mean he's but... he's he's a guy that I go out of my way to see his stuff. Yeah, and I'm talking about on. Max Caster, not fucking Bowen. I mean, he's fine. Bowen. The crowd loves so him. Loved the crowd absolutely loved him. Like, they love everything that they do. I think, yeah. like, you know, if, is it fucking cheesy, corny rap? Of course. Is this the audience for cheesy, corny rap? But his rap? lines <laughs> do hit, though. <laughs> yeah, they hit something. Um, but, you know, know your audience. <laughs> know your audience. And they do. And it, and it works for them. Um, they get the right pop when when Caster does his punchlines. And hey, that working the way that it does, um, they should be faithful. Like I, I'm, I'm with all of that. And did the gun gun club turn on him? Yep. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like like they I'm good. I'm cool with them getting away, getting those guys away from him. But just kayfabe, it's like. Why would you uh, turn on the guys that have done nothing but get you over and get you TV time <laughs> and make you interesting? But I if, think they're going to yeah. continue to get them over because, like, a clan are going to win this feud, and then they'll go on to possibly, you know, do some title stuff and... Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? But I think I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do, um, just based on the the dynamic of the team. Because it started out where all the like the rats were assaulting, and then they they didn't like it wasn't like insulting to the point of oh that's you know, rude or whatever. It 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 was like, oh, that was a great line, and everybody liked yeah. it. So. And it wasn't actually a great line, but no, keep going. <laughs> You've been saying that since they since they debuted, Cam. I have, I have not wavered, but hey, I saw it live, <laughs> and I saw the reaction live with no nothing piped in. I'm just watching the people react, and they fucking love it. So yep. hey, it's working. I I eat it up. I I love it. I just like I don't like you know I didn't like the a couple of them you know like the Biles thing and whatever, but there's some where it's just really funny. Mm. And you know me, I'm, I'm I just love funny and wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing uh, I was gonna ask about is uh sorry. Is um the face face heel heel matchups like AEW doesn't seem to care about face face heel heel matchups mm-hmm. like usually they try to pair them off in WWE and whatever like it has to be a face heel but in AEW they just don't give a damn and nope like they're having uh this kind of almost feud building between Eddie Kingston and Claudio. And I'm wondering if they're going to be able to pull it off without turning one of them. So what do you guys think? I like the tension. Like, I do like 
the, the tension between them, but it not being like a full-fledged feud, acknowledging their relationship from the past, I think that they stay away from each other. In that sense, I really think they do. Yeah, I think they're well, good enough that to pull that off in whatever they do, whether they stay away from each other for a while until maybe they have more uh, defined opposite uh, roles, or like you said, Craig, they don't, they don't, they don't care. And this is the kind of a kind of match. This is the kind of face face matchup I would be interested in in them booking because they are because they both elicit. Uh, a strong and different response from the audience, I think it would work uh, where you don't, you wouldn't have to necessarily turn one or the other. Uh, and then you also got to like, think about the fact that Eddie Kingston is the most over guy. I don't watch WWE. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've watched a couple of interviews, but um, like Eddie Kingston is the most over guy in wrestling right now. And, if they want to put the title, In July of twenty twenty, I think so. And okay. I think there. so. The biggest reactions, like if you saw um, the blood and guts match, like mm-hmm. people were clamoring for him. Yeah, you know, no, that match. was the one. Yeah, and, no, that's a good point. And so, if he goes for the title, he's got to go against either Dean or Mock. Yeah. Or punk which are both faces and it's like i really hope they don't turn him heel because he's so over right now if he's still over at the point that he's as over as he is now in four six eight weeks whenever punk's foot is healed up and he can wrestle again uh, and he beats Mox to be the unit uncra- or whatever the official undisputed. I guess it would be the undisputed AEW World Champion. Absolutely run that feud back with him and uh, with him and Kingston with the title on the line and Kingston having. Uh, 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 the, a year basically or more at that point of being on AEW TV, being a, a regular and being possibly the most over guy in wrestling is according uh, to Craig. So absolutely running that back and having Kingston lose again to Punk in a you know credible way, however you're going to do it would be a very interesting story to what they do with him afterwards. Like then you could add, Oh shit, are they going to turn Eddie Kingston? Is he going to, is he going to, you know, is the pressure going to build or the failure of losing the punk twice and not, you know, you know, if you make the story of, of when's he, <laughs> this is his shot. Like when's Eddie Kingston going to be in contention ever again? And then he loses, man, the TV after that, the, the weeks after that would be very cool, I think. I think you're going to find out a lot tonight because they got that barbed wire match with him and Jericho, and he beat Jericho the last time they faced. So, okay. like, 
if he beats Jericho, he's he's on the way. Yeah. That would absolutely tonight is absolutely, would absolutely show which how much faith they have in the Eddie, Eddie Kingston character. Like, do they think he's a novelty that just happens to be over? You know, or or does he have some longevity? And by longevity, is can you can you uh, can you fucking sell some tickets based on him for two to three years, maybe? That's all I got for you guys. Um, thanks for taking my call, and um, it was nice talking to you again. Absolutely, Craig. Appreciate you, man. All right. Take care, man. All right. Craig from Toledo, everybody. That's, uh, that's, uh, no non-VIP emails. So what's what they talking about in the, in the, in the Twitch chat? Not shit. Um... Well, in rap, Drake is like Jordan or Kobe, so it's not the same, far from it. And I'll say to you, don't ever let rap people hear you say that outside of camp Twitch chat. (laughs) Oh, he's responding to young Sephiroth. Yeah, I hear what he's saying. Oh, I would absolutely put Drake in the same sentence as, as Jordan. But you would have the same you would have those the same conversation that people have with Jordan and LeBron. Obviously it's an apples and apples comparison basketball. So, like, AKA the conversations I avoid because Yeah. I'm not doing it's it. ridiculous. It's just a generational thing. It's who did you see when you were fucking ten years old and it's just imprinted in your mind that but I was ten and I was like, Fuck Michael Jordan. Anyway, so I you know, I I'm not yeah. Uh, sometimes you need to be too good. Fuck you and your goodness. Damn, bro. <laughs> um, but it would be the conversation of, well, it's he don't have he's soft and he don't have to play against the pit, you know, the bad boys or the fucking, you know, these teams in the eighties and nineties style of basketball where it was tougher and you know punching the motherfucker in the throat was acceptable. Uh, and 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 hold that against LeBron for being born in fucking 1986 or whatever, you know. Like, sorry, he wasn't yeah. born in 1960, fucking eight, and he, you know, shit. That's how time works. Like, and also, bullshit. If LeBron at six eight, two hundred and seventy fucking pounds, was raised in that environment. You telling me he would, you know, he would. Fuck these people. Stupid arguments. Uh, but yes, Drake okay. is definitely, definitely. I mean, come on. How could he not be? I mean, he's fucking. You know, like who? Like, just think of the run that, some, like, Future had, right? Like, his run from 14 to 18, like, it kind of really ended at Beast Mode 2. Like, it was like, ah. Yeah. Well, for me, if you like fucking Save Me and Hendrix and all that and, and all that fucking singy thong bullshit, you probably love Future's, you know, a lot of his current shit. But that run he had from 14, but Drake, like, come on, he's been, like, every time you think Drake, oh, he, you know, it ain't, you know, like, he come out with a bigger and better fucking hit, and, you know, it's, 
Is he's probably sure? fucking. He's probably a robot and like got some AI technology and um, algorithms or some shit. I don't know how he stays ahead or. I mean, just think of the how uh, the the damn ghostwriting shit just rolled off his back like a yeah. goddamn water water on a duck. Like nobody cared. And again, it's generational. Like nobody gave a fuck. Just like nobody gave a fuck about people not you know hacking LeBron or being you know knocking him to the ground every fucking play. It's just culture is different. So, all right. I actually think that's uh. Oh. Well, I was going to say that's a good place to end, but uh, uh, Boris put his hand up. So let's uh, get his thoughts. Boris, real quick, what you got? What up? Quickly, where would you bring in a Mercedes? If she decided to come to AEW, where would you put her? How would you, you know, those first matches? <laughs> oh, how would you say they had her. But, yeah, AEW. Um, I mean, they essentially have her or, or, or access to her to offer her, you know, work. Um, I think she could come in the AEW and absolutely dominate that women's division from the jump. Because why the fuck yes. not? Because who the fuck is going to tell her she can't? Britt Baker? Yeah. Punch that bitch in her face. Fucking <laughs> Athena? Body slam the shit out yeah. that hoe. Like, no. No. I'm excited if, if this yeah. do happen. Because, man, they just let her slip to the finger. Now, here's the catch today. If she came by herself. But if they came in together, would you set up a tag team? Who? Who was the other person? Trinity. Oh. Well, I don't know. She does she she don't fit with a Mercedes. I that's not a pairing that I would think, oh but, yeah, put but, them but, together. But that's the, right, but you see, that's the dynamic. Well if they this is this would be another surprise. This is what Tony Khan does. If he could get both You know what? That would give that could give Trinity the credibility she would need with that audience. And they, you know, and they will film you know, the tag a bit team. Of a they, patty, cake, patty cake wrestler, you know, WWE style through and through. That's right. what she, you know, that's what she fucking learned in the, you know, bathed in the waters of, uh, of WWE developmental. It's just so... I think, but I just don't know how that would work. If if Mercedes would even want to do that, I if I'm Mercedes, I'm like, no, I want to do what Trav said fucking a minute and a half ago and come in and punch every bitch in the face and dominate this division as me. I don't I don't need this woman I've never met and don't know if I click with to, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather see her come no, in. And well, I'm, no, no, I'm talking about the okay, they left out as they dropped their tag team belts in WWE. Now there is no tag team, women's tag team belts in WWE, correct? They, I mean, I don't think if you go to WWE.com slash, you know, champions, I don't even know if it says vacant and just has two blank uh, spots or if they took them down com- off completely. But the NXT tag titles are still, you know, women's tag titles are, are, uh, one of them's in a trash can. Well, shit, yeah, I don't even know what they did with that, actually. <laughs> they got <laughs> half cool, a fucking, huh? half yeah. a graphic, who knows. Well, that's, I'll say it like this, that's a lingering option out there, Tony Love Belt. And to do something that the other company didn't get right, and then they had these two come over here ready to be a tag team because they yeah. didn't get to do it over there. I mean, hey, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, 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 I'm a leave, I'm a leave a I don't know. I'd put 
me they against the tag team. Remember they dropped the tag team belts. That's all Who? I'm saying. It's just there. It's right there. It's right there. They left. They left. They dropped the belts and left. So they have the same gripe as uh, what's the other? What's our tag team? They almost got all the belts now. FTR. Okay, I, the, I, I need. I'm, I'm. I'm. Okay, let's stop. Slow down. I'm confused. <laughs> who? Who? Who dropped the tag team's titles and left? Are you talking about Sasha and Naomi? Yeah, I was using. Okay, the real well, name. they just they left. They didn't drop shit. They left. Well, or, or they, they whatever. Put the, they put the belts on the table and walked away. But I was using their real names because they, oh, they, it they dropped. They no okay. longer. You're using in terminology. Bad. I'm thinking they lost a the match bad. and lost their titles. <laughs> yes, they literally <laughs> dropped them shits on the table and said, "We're getting the fuck out of here." Um, but okay, I was. I don't think Sasha and Naomi are going to go to the AEW as a tag team. I don't think Sasha Banks would want. If she's going to go to AEW, she's going to go to AEW on the strip of fucking Mercedes and Renato. I know. I was, you know, wishful thinking. I know. Yeah. I just don't know what Naomi would, you know, what, what, yeah. That's why I said it last. So, yeah. That's all I have. It was exciting for a minute. Thanks, Trav. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> that's, uh, that's it uh, for us this week. Uh, Rich and I will be by uh, for VIP. So if you're listening to this in podcast form and are a VIP member of the Pro Wrestling Torch, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so uh, <laughs> talking content. And, you know, there was no book club last week. So maybe I'll go in an hour fucking rant about all the books I'm listening to and, really give Craig something to, you know, squeeze his four ounce apple, a hospital apple, apple juice, which is be pissed about. Um, so yeah, so that does it for us this week. I uh, appreciate everybody called in, tweeted, appreciate the, the Twitch chat and all their, uh, conversation and adding to the conversation. Um, yeah, we'll get at y'all next week. Same time, same channel. So for Cam, I'm Trav, and we out. Chillin' on my chest, nigga, so Could never be nothing